The views expressed in our episode are ours alone and do not represent any other organizations. Our episodes discuss internet crimes against children and cases that involve the exploitation of children and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Catfish Cops. My name is Tony Godwin. And I am Brandon Poor. Thank you for joining us. We are back again to share with you a case study and hopefully um, some takeaways that we've learned along the way. Um, this yeah. might be, Tony can correct me if I'm wrong, but this might be a more graphic episode <laughs> than normal, even. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you like zero children anywhere near this one. Like don't even let them 10 feet from the car. If you're in the car listening, like, <laughs> you it's, know, we keep talking about, we've always said this, like we've always done this graphic disclaimer before. This one is really, this is it. <laughs> but we do have some episodes on their way um, here in the next short, maybe month, <laughs> month or two, maybe, you know, that's just, we don't know yet, but it, they are, they are coming. We are doing a launch of what we're calling Catfish Kids. So yep. you've heard it today first, Catfish Kids. And essentially, it's going to be our chance to talk to kids about some of the questions that you know we have talked about as far as how we can protect kids online. And what we want, I mean, jump in if you want to add anything. But my thought is Catfish Kids is our opportunity to let parents and people in the community that listen to us hear directly from a child um, so that if you have kids and we're going to tell you in advance, but if you have kids, that's the one to bring them in and say, Hey, yeah. like these guys, you know, teach online safety and we're going to let them hear from other kids about how to protect them online. Yep. It's going to be very cool. Uh, very pumped about it. So, but for today's episode, this which, is not that episode. This is definitely not that episode. Like the, no, like this one is really wickedly horrible. And so I know that, that people must think that we do things for the shock and awe value. And so that is really not the case. It's, it really honestly and truly is to educate you about the type of things that are being said to real kids. Because well, he says that because every time I see the case notes, I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Why, <laughs> why would you say all this stuff? And, you know, but I have had to to resign myself to the fact that it really is. And we've I've explained this jokes aside. I've actually explained this to people like we don't want to gross people out. We don't want to t turn listeners away, obviously, because we want people to spread the word so that more people can learn about how to protect their kids. But I've told groups just recently, even like these, these guys are talking to these kids this way every day. Like yeah. One of our listeners asked how quickly topics of sex come up in chat with them. Um, and so I think from my experience, I can say it's usually within like two or three minutes. Yeah. Max. Max. So, yeah, these guys are talking very 
horribly graphic, sexually crude, just yes. the worst stuff you can imagine. And so we want you to know without trying to disgust you or make you go, I don't want to listen anymore. Please understand. We want to share with you the way they're talking so that you can tell, you know, people in your life, this is how people are talking to kids. Yeah. It should be very evident. This one is an older case. It's from 2012. And I've titled this one unimaginable because when you hear the context of what I'm going to describe in this case, it is unimaginable and it's so depraved. It's so hard to wrap your mind around, but we're just going to jump in and get it done. So as I said, back in 2012, I had been in contact. I got contacted by another detective in another state and he told me, he's like, Hey, I've got this mom here with her now 14 year old daughter. Um, and there's some really odd, terrible things that's going on. Uh, with this child via email and the emails, the subject of the person that's generating the emails is in my jurisdiction and happens to be the biological father of the 14 year old that is in this detective's office. And so the randomly generated name for this offender that we are talking about today, his name is Kurt Hines, Mr. Hines. So not, not a well-known book character this week. Yes. Thankfully I no knock on the uh, writer and author of Little Women. That was just, I had no concept of that. So luckily my podcast partner, the former and fabulous. No, 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 no. We're not going to delve what? into those things. I'm just saying my my partner who is world famously sung opera around the world, you had more knowledge of that than I did. I just didn't know. Yes, I may have been <laughs> in an opera called Little Women, but... <laughs> I digress. Let's go on. <laughs> so Mr. Hines, this detective tells me things are being sent to this kid, images of an adult male, nude images, engaged in all kinds of things. Um, and it's being directed to this girl and it's being written to her as though it's her own biological father doing this. And so initially, I mean, what, you know, I'm thinking like, really? Like, okay, maybe somebody's gotten hacked and, you know, they've sent something or whatever, but no, all of the legwork has been done. It's, it's definitely is, it definitely is the father of this girl. And so, um, when I am asking this detective, like, well, what do you mean? Like by odd, I mean, obviously nude pictures sending to your biological daughter is very, very odd, but he's like, no, just the graphic nature. So, I've included here, which you're going to read, right? <laughs> which I yep. will read. Yep. Tony's going to try and say, Brandon, <laughs> read this. I know I saw it coming and you know what? Not I, today, I, Satan. I, and I got, I got in front of this and I'm so glad you're going to read this to our listeners. Tony. I am going to read it and I'm going to apologize before I read it because these are, this is quotes. This is exactly the email that was sent to a 14 year old girl from a biological father. I will, I will vouch. These are in quotes. This is italicized and it is graphic. Here we go. If you don't know what a gay bottom is, look it up on Google. The definition is a man that likes to spread his legs while lying on his back for another man to put his beep in his butt, wrong word, and to F him like he's a girl. So you're not quoting, 
but yeah. you're quoting. So I'm quoting, but I'm not quoting. Those words. I'm telling you, because they get worse from here. One time when you were nine, you said, Daddy, what if God wants you to be? What if God wants you to be a girl? Well, God wants me to be a man that has sex with men like a girl. I wore panties in front of you, and I never exposed my cock or balls to you. I went to jail for 47 days, and I took a criminal charge of indecency with a minor. I tried to go to trial, but I've never been to jail for more than a week, and I couldn't take it anymore, so they wanted you to go on the witness stand. So I took that charge to protect you. Wow. But I only showed you gay porn because I want you to know that I'm gay. And I showed you straight porn to show you some men wanted sex with women and are made to be straight. Whereas I was made and destined to be gay. God knew from the dawn of time that I would choose sex with men over sex with her. I also showed you lesbian porn to show you some women choose sex with women. Everyone has their own choice. And, uh, and what I've learned from God is I used to blame Satan for my sins. That was a sin. I repent and I admit of my own free will to choose to give up to you. Uh, will choose to give up your mom. And I told her I didn't want her. I was a man and I wanted to have sex with a lot of men. I even locked her out of our apartment and masturbated and sodomized my own ass with a huge cucumber and imagined it was a big giant cock. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, just when I thought we can't get any lower, here we are at the bottom of the barrel. I'm like sweating right now. Like I I have anxiety about this. This is, this is horrible. Now, there are so many things to say about that that I almost have no words. The one yeah. almost, right? The the one thing is he's now using his sexual choice to justify having exposed himself, it sounds like, and right. shown pornography <clears throat> of all sorts to his nine-year-old. Yeah, nine years old at the time. Wow, right? What's the point of this email? That that in lies the million-dollar question that uh, I'm not sure we're ever going to get the answer to because attached to that email was nude photographs of Heinz, and I've spared you and me and everybody else Thank you. because I've only had to look at them once when I had worked this case back then. And so generally – he was doing all sorts of things uh, in the images, different poses and all kinds of stuff. Um, Long and short of it is when the child who's now 14 received the email with the images, you know, she goes straight to her mom. Good for her. And she's like, what the what? Like, what do I do? And um, so the mom's like, oh, Hell no. Right to the police station. Now, granted, they live in another state. Um, That process begins. They do a forensic interview and, you know, things start to unfold and all this. And, um, you know, we just kind of begin to do these things. And so I speak with the mother of the child. Obviously, this is her ex-husband from many years ago. Um, And she's telling me, she's like, he's out of his mind. She's like, I don't know what's going on. He's got a humongous drug and alcohol problem. Um, he's not allowed by court order to be around us or the, or the biological daughter, not to have any communications, not to do anything really. 
And so I basically, and we've talked about this before, I'm fairly certain we just haven't really gone into depth about it because we don't do it a lot, but I, I suggested um, a takeover of this account. Let me become that 14-year-old girl. And so that's what I did. Um, based on the nature of what was sent, based on the content, because it gets much worse, um, instead of just pursuing a state charge, which I normally do, I went directly to the federal U.S. attorney. <laughs> and I was like, hey, here's the deal. Because this guy, what? He said in his earlier, in his first email, I took a charge for indecency with a child. Well, what does that mean? He's a convicted felon and he's a registered sex offender, right? So the chips are stacked in our favor federally. And I thought, why go through the motions on the state side when at this time in 2012, I had the ability to just straight file federally. And so that's what I chose to do. And um, we discussed me doing a takeover of the account, which I did. Um, I'm not going to go into the depths of how we do that or what we do, but just essentially any email from that point forward that was intended for the child came to me and any response that went out was from me, not the child. And so the emails continued. Um, let's uh, let me read this next one. This one's actually pretty mild. You would, you want to get this? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll do. I'll do the one that's you can do the mild ones. Yeah. So he says, quote, I love you very much and miss you even more. I would love to see you. Sometimes I get afraid something will happen to me and I won't get to see you until heaven. It's just my heart burning to see you hug you, kiss you, hold you in my hands again. I'm very sorry for all you have been through. I just wanted someone to care about what I've been through. I wish with all my heart I could change the past because I can't stand how stuff from childhood has pulled us apart. You being the best thing that has ever happened in my life. I'm just saying happy for, for that to have had the honor to be your dad and sad for all I've missed. I love you so much, girl. Cyber hugs and kisses. Love, daddy. Wow. It just boggles my mind that that is the follow up. <laughs> wow, that pendulum swung all the way to the other side, huh? Yeah, this this guy is uh, something else. Um, so, did you 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 had her? I guess forensically interviewed was was all of the stuff that came out that he said in the first one. Is that true? Like he showed her those things, and that yes. was that was out and known. And that actually took place when the child obviously was younger um, and she and her mom lived here in Texas. And so, yes, all of that had been discovered back then reported. He was charged. He was uh, formally charged, convicted. He's a registered sex offender as a result of that. And obviously because of his, um, his issues with drugs and alcohol, he's, uh, you know, all over the place. He's got a prepaid phone. Um, so there are some means for us to be able to try to locate him, but th- that's why I posed the takeover so that I could continue some of the communications to keep him online uh, so that we could find him and put him in jail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that just took a lot longer uh, than I would have hoped or anybody else would have hoped. And so, um, you're going to see as we kind of continue, um, I think this next one here, Brandon is also fairly mild. So if you so I get to read that one, as you well. get to read that one and then I'll take over the, um, 
the the terrible ones. Well, before he's talking about having moved in with a new girlfriend, which I mean, he just went into such depth about how he likes men, but he's got a new girlfriend. So, and I quote, well, she's 37, has a nine-year-old son. He's funny. She is sweet, but acts mean because she has been hurt a lot. And of course she would like you. You're very likable and lovable after all you got that part of me in you. But we were just kind of getting to know each other and she is looking for a house right now. We are going to kind of a roommate, you know. Anyway, what about you? What have you been up to? A lot of boys chasing you? Yes. And uh, so this presents a big problem, right? Um, based on his first string of emails, and I've only, I've only scarred you with one of the bad ones so far. There were many. These were coming in multiple times a day. And the problem was getting him where he was laying his head at night because he's kind of a drifter. He's a street guy. He's, you know, all over the place. And so now that he's already shown this propensity and it gets worse, as you're going to hear, um, of his uh, sexuality and what he wants to do, now he's saying he has access to a nine-year-old boy who clearly he may have some interest in. So it's a very big problem. priority for us to try to do this. And so this next one that we're going to read <laughs> is read. Uh, that I'm going to read. Sorry, Brandon, just bowed out of that one. Uh, was sent- I get to look ahead and see what it says. <laughs> so I'm determining what I want to read and not, I will say this is, there is no commentary from us at no. all. These are straight out of what he wrote. So yeah. if you're upset by what he's writing, please take it out on him. I'll tell you where to send your mail to the, uh, so he can be addressed. (laughs) Uh, So this next one uh, was sent to an actual big group of people, one of which was the biological daughter. It says, and in quotes, my name is Kurt and I'm gay. I love being sexually attracted to men only, and I'm not ashamed to be a gay bitch. I have got on my hands and knees, just like I am in this picture. Yes, there was a picture attached. I took of myself and I love taking a big gay dick in my ass. I want men to F me like the punk ass little bitch I am. So if you have any gay friends that are tops and love bottom boys ass, please send them my picture and my phone number, which he listed in full. I thank Jesus for blessing me with all the gay pride. And there's a picture. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's exactly what he's describing. He's doing. Yes, uh, more than one. There was a series of like three or four, and they were all off the chain disgusting. Um, have you pre-read this one? Are you okay to read this next one? <laughs> I haven't pre-read it, but I'll do it if it's you're not, offering it. If, it's not that If you're bad. saying that you want me to read it, obviously it's not as bad. So he wrote, I apologize for negative feelings brought on by my actions and want to say it hurts me because I do care for others a lot. I've been dealing with the pain on my own of being labeled or accused of being gay and tried to accept that I have no choice, but I do. I didn't mean to bring about negativity in other people's lives, but I felt alone and I wanted someone to care. I hope to be forgiven. I isolate myself and tried to free myself from that torment with my actions. That is why I did the things I did. I know that is not acceptable and I don't want to be that way. I hope to be forgiven. I prefer to be a person that brings good to those around me. So, is the mental swings, the mental health thing going on yeah. here, right? Yeah, there's there's definitely some of that into play. Um, you know, I mean, just some people 
go through whatever it is they go through. And, and I'll tell you, this guy's criminal history, aside from what I've told you, like it's, it's longer than I am tall. If I'm standing on Brandon's six foot five shoulders, like it's, <laughs> it's a, like a red Oak. It's ginormous. <laughs> um, How descriptive. Yeah. I'm just saying like this guy's criminal history is something else, but yes, his mental health is clearly uh, obviously in full swing here. We're seeing, you know, these ups and downs, these peaks and valleys. And so he begins to really escalate things, which is a little uh, unnerving. I do have a location of where he's living because he's a, a registered sex offender. He is registered to a location, which we have under constant surveillance. We're up on his phone when it's on, we're up, you know, we're doing all kinds of stuff to try to find him. Um, but unfortunately he's able to send a few more, uh, very descriptive emails and I'll spare Brandon. I will read this next one. Um, thank you for what it is. Cause it is terrible. And I feel terrible. I have anxiety right now before I even read this. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious for you reading this one. <laughs> I I have great anxiety over this one. When we're done with this episode, I will be scalding myself in hot water. <laughs> in the I want you to know any complaint should be forwarded to Tony at this yeah. level on this on this episode particularly. Well, we we say we're going to bring reality. This is reality. Yeah, that's true. Okay, in quotes. I love gay big cock. Photo attached. I'm not your daddy. I hate you and your mom. Fuck both y'all and fuck all women. I want to be with men in hell, all gay demons and no females. And I want to suck dick and take dick in my ass. I repeat, hell yeah, to hell and no women. It's me again. And you know what? Fuck what everybody thinks or whatever. I'm proud to send you pictures of me naked. Yes, I'm your dad, but I still love you. Love to show you my gay little short cock and my small balls and my big round, juicy, bubbly, ghetto, gay bottom booty. Whew. I love my naked body. I love that men are turned on by me and don't want it any other way. I went to jail for soliciting a minor via the internet, but I never sent you my naked pictures to get you to have sex with me. I just want you to see all of me completely naked and without shame of my homosexuality in the pictures. I'm modeling the ways that I like to be when a man gives me his cock in my ass. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, is worth more than words. If you look closely, gosh forbid, you can see that I'm taking a feminine position in every single pic, uh, showing that I love to have sex just like a straight woman does, and in all the same positions, basically as a gay bottom. I'm choosing to be a woman in a man's body, so anyway, if I have to go to prison for hurting my daughter, for the way and things I have the right as a parent to share. One of those is sexually oriented pictures of me naked. I hope you understand my reasons. I even wish you liked seeing me naked and would find your gay dad has a beautiful body and a soul from a cock to my ass and everything else. End of quote. God help us. That is like, what's worse that he's doing this and saying this is that he's like justifying it and has no apparent shame over doing this, like sending it to his daughter that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I don't even begin to try to understand what's going through this guy's mind. Um, 
And trust me when I tell you, I think there's only one more, and it's a doozy. Um, I don't know that we can stand this long I, email here. I, I'm, I'll try to cut through it as quickly as I can. <clears throat> if you haven't already vomited, uh, this one for sure will, will get you there. So let me just finish it out and get over this, and I'll tell you the end result. Um, in quotes, look, I'm sending you naked pictures of myself because I love exposing myself and letting the shame of my little dick be seen. I love my short five-inch dick. It's too small to please a woman. I admit I can't sexually satisfy women. My dick, my dick doesn't get hard for females. My dick gets hard for males. I'm homosexual, and I've been blaming others and lying to the truth is Jesus Christ is to blame for me being gay. I'm a fallen angel, and I'm the beast, and my number is 666. I'm a man and was born to suck another man's dick and love sucking him. I was born to lay on my back and spread my legs like a female, and it makes me hard spreading my legs for a man to put his dick there. I'm cutting over some of this. Um, yes. I love sex with males. I love my naked body. I'm not ashamed of how Jesus made me. Um, I used to be ashamed and insecure, but now that I know Jesus' will for me is to be... <laughs> I, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm not reading that. Okay. Okay. I'm not reading that. So I'm not sending you naked pictures to solicit sex from a minor because you are my daughter and I know you're 14. Uh, not only that you're female, like I said, I'm only sexually attracted to males. Now, I do admit, I love to look at underage boys naked. Yep. Now, and, this is the part yeah. that we're going to, we're reading all of this to get to this part because. This shows you where his mind is at now. Exactly. Um, let me pick it back up. Like I said, I'm only sexually attracted to males. Now, I love. I do admit I love to look at underage boys naked, and I know it's child pornography when I Google 10-year-old boys sucking men's cocks and being fucked. I know it's against the law, but I have no regard for those laws. I'm a grown man, and I want to suck a little boys. I want to suck little boys under 13 year olds. Under 13 years old, I have exposed myself to boys at the public school. Uh, I'm sorry, public restroom, dressing, and showers, uh, and different rooms. If I'm a sexual predator or wrong because I took my bathing suit off except for one ankle and waited for minor age boys to come into the bathroom, I made it look like I was innocent just changing clothes, but really I was naked and I enjoyed being naked and watching boys come in and out. And I showed them my cock, turned me on, making me see, making them see my cock, and I'm guilty of watching boys change out of their bathing suits. I loved seeing 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old boys, pretty penises. If I knew I could get away with it, I would suck a preteen boy. I almost sucked my second wife's son's dick when she asked me to give him a bath. He was two years old. So I got away with lusting for his pretty little penis. It was so cute. My dick got hard looking at him, playing with him in the tub. When I picked him up out of the tub... I got closer to him and enjoyed touching his naked body. Then and I, we get the point. Yeah. <laughs> I dried his hair so I could cover his face and he wouldn't see me staring at him. His small penis. Da, da, da. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut through all so, that. So this guy has a absolute predator mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And so at this point, uh, because he's now admitted to an offense, to his daughter. Um, there are some things that we can begin to track. He said his second now, the wife. last line, wait, the last line of the email, he says, I did perform yes. this sexual act on his stepson 
uh, on his stepson. Who Correct. Was two is that? Oh, sorry. I'll let you get to it. Yeah. And so obviously in the email, he claims he was married. So if he's married, that means that there's potentially some records of that. So it is somebody we can try to find. We have stepped up the game on trying to track him down and find him. We've now elicited the help of the U.S. Marshals. And uh, for those listening who don't know, they have a a really, really aggressive group who do nothing but find these terrible offenders. And they are fantastic at it. They really and, are. They can find anyone. Yes. And so they do. Uh, they get up on some devices. They track him to a, he's in like a halfway house. Uh, literally we, I'm there with him when we get the guy, like the house is surrounded, doors are busted open. This was the disheartening thing for me. And I'll tell you at the end of it. Anyway, uh, they go in, smash through his bedroom door. He's lying there completely naked. He's watching uh, child sex abuse material on a computer. He's, uh, you know, fully, manipulating himself every way possible at the time of his arrest. Um, he does not come, you know, comply. He, he gets, uh, forcibly taken into custody at that point. Um, he then, uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, he then, um, tells me, you know, with all matter of fact, and in that show me your hands has a different meaning in that context, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, he tells me who his, ex-wife, the second wife is by name, tells me her child's name, does give me some um, information as to where I can track them down because obviously he's admitted to this offense that we had no knowledge of until he, you know, admitted this. Uh, The end result of this was the U.S. Attorney's Office was at the end of the rope with this guy. He was indicted on 12 counts uh, federally. He was convicted and he got 25 and a half years. Um, now, if anything, I, as I told you, why I aptly named this episode unimaginable, right? Because it it's off the chain as to where this went, how it even began. Um, you know, the graphic nature of this, again, as we said in the beginning, wasn't to shock and awe, even though I know it did. And most of you have probably turned off by this point. And it's just me and Brandon here. Um, yeah, we've now lost yeah, everyone else. Just, uh, just know that this is the stuff that's going on and being directed to real kids. Luckily this kid, kudos to her was smart enough, courageous enough to go and say, um, no mom, you know, what's going on. Right. Yeah. So think about this. So, We've talked about you know an an alarmingly high number of people never disclose their sexual abuse. So I mean, in this case, there's a potentially a two year old who's sexually abused who may not even remember it. Um, in some ways, that's okay. It's good that you may not remember this happening, but that's yeah. when Dr. Burke says, you know, we're dealing with sixteen percent who disclose. And, you know, already we're having to deal with a kid who may not know what's being done to them. Yep. So had it not been for this girl turning over these emails right away and saying this is not acceptable, we might not have known about this abuse ever. That is true. That is true. So 
I'm, I'm not one to be apologetic <laughs> under most instances, uh, but this one, I'm sorry. This was a horrible one. I knew as I was preparing it, I was like, oh, this one's, this one sucks. This one is terrible. But you need to know that <clears throat> weirdos like this do exist. And I'm not uh, saying that his mental health doesn't play some role in it, um, because clearly we can see just as evidence through his emails that, you know, something clearly is going on. But uh, he's a guy that needs to be locked up where he can never have access to anything electronic and um, definitely not have any access to a kid. Did you say how long he was sentenced to? He got, he got 25 and a half. Okay. So, uh, you know. That's federal, so he's doing yeah. almost all of it. Yeah, and I, and I don't know. I This is a guy, thankfully, I've long forgotten about. <laughs> I don't know why I chose to bring this one up. I was just kind of researching old cases, and I thought, oh, yeah, this was a, this was a wild one. But Well, that's good that he's, and hopefully, you know, there are some, um, there are some offenders who are so dangerous. They're, they're such a sexual predator that they actually have what's known as civil commitment yep. for when they get out um, because they are such a danger to the public that they cannot ever be released. Um, and this guy sounds like he may be someone that, that they look at for that, hopefully. Hopefully so. Because that's something that, you know, certainly... <laughs> Certainly can be something to protect. Okay. My apologies. I'm sorry. Tune in next week. It'll, it'll, I can't guarantee it'll be better. It's going to be better than this one. <laughs> I promise you it'll be better Anything's than this one. Better than this one. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. All right. We'll uh, see you. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Catfish Cops podcast, brought to you by Brandon Poor and Tony Godwin. For additional information and available resources, please visit our website, www.catfishcops.com, and click on the resources link.